Hello, welcome. Uh, this is the Hungry Bleak Podcast. I am your host, Antonio Pomares. <sighs> take a second. Just take that breath and just soak it in and let it out. Okay, right? I hope your day, your week, your month, whatever's going on is going well. Okay, full transparency. Last episode, I wasn't feeling it. I just wasn't I, something I'm not sure what episode was, but it just didn't feel like me. I don't know why. I think it was because I was a bit nervous. Um, I was jumbling my topics even on the side where I have them. So I know each and everything I'm going to be going through just didn't feel it felt like they were out of place. I don't know what it was. It didn't feel right. But I had a commitment and I was in the episode and I wanted to do it. But I think that's what it was. I haven't been here, been here for a while. Right? I haven't. But I'm wondering, you know, I, did the world miss me? Did anyone care? But you know what? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes, he did. I'm going to say yes, he did care. I'm going to say yes, he did miss me. I'm going to say yes, you did need a dose of vitamin Antonio. It's better than penicillin, to be honest with you. So let's have a great show. Just breathe in again, breathe out, get your tea, get your water, get whatever beverage you got. Come sit with me, listen with me, or listen to me, I should say. What the hell? And let's have some fun, all right? So let's start the show off. You know, I love doing a short show or just a show because I'm not going to draw it out, folks. You know that. So let's go into some comic book news. Um, this was huge for me. Amalgam Comics returns online. Uh, their website is up. You're able to shop online with them. I am so happy for Ariel Johnson and the entire crew, everyone that they have going uh, going on there at Amalgam Comics. I'm so happy. Uh, the store closing was such a a downer and such a such a like it took a lot of air out of the room, truly. But to see that they are back online doing it. And I even went on the website and I was like, ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. When I get a little a bit of um, disposable income, it's on because I saw a T-shirt I want. Obviously, I saw a T-shirt I want. Notice the uh, Shattered Visions T-shirt I got going on. Thank you to uh, Dream Fury Comics and Ray Comics, uh, TJ Sterling and Newton Delevoix. Appreciate y'all for real. Um, yeah, it's such a great thing to see them back. Awesome. Yeah, so here's the thing with um with this news that I'm going to give you. I have three news stories. This is one. It's going to be a sandwich of news. I'm going to have good. Going to have some news that sucks. Then we're going to have some news that's good. That's how I want to give it to you. Lorian with good. Oh, that's bad. Hey, that's good. How's that sound? Is that okay? I figure that might lessen the blow for you. Yeah. All right. Cool. So the next story we have are comicsology layoffs. Ah, so. I think we almost felt like this was going to happen. It's going to be having layoffs all over the place. And there hasn't really been anything that has been said about comicsology as far as layoffs go. You've seen it in a lot of comic book publishers. There have been layoffs and a lot of um, financial woes, unfortunately. I mean, um, you've got Aftershock, who is having tremendous money troubles. Um, Valiant only publishes what I think one, they only publish like, a limited amount of titles a month. I think maybe one or two a month, maybe. 
I don't, I'm, it's, it's really hard. So this sucks. So Cosmetology was bought by Amazon, was it five, six, seven, a million years ago? It feels like a million years ago at this point. Time really moves differently. And they decided to like just go in and just start um, laying off. I believe this was happening within the last couple of weeks. I saw one report that says 75%. That's like ridiculous. I don't know if that's just a comicsology or in general of Amazon's company or their digital distribution center. I'm not sure how that exactly works. I will be staying up on that, but that sucks. I hate that. I mean, as much, I, I don't understand how they're not making that money when they've been having uh, crazy sales. I mean, uh, digital is what is my, has been my bread and butter lately. I still do buy print. Actually, I was having this, um, kind of like a, a conversation with this um, on Facebook, rare to find me on Facebook, um, with actually Newton Lelevoix having that conversation. He was asking me, do I buy digital or print? And I, I, I go back and forth, both, both of them, both. But it sucks. Um, I, I just, I hate it. I, I hate people losing their jobs, especially in, 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 in this time when it's very difficult, very hard, we're at the tail end of the pandemic, possibly question mark. I, I, it's so hard to tell. So this sucks. Um, I hope everyone is okay. I hope they are able to bounce back on their feet. I, uh, yeah, I mean, there will be more details that will come out and read up on it some more, but uh, yeah, that just sucks. Okay, so here's the other part of the news that's good. Okay, all right. So uh, <laughs> that's I'm trying. I'm trying my best, folks. I I don't I, I don't like giving bad news unless it's to make someone who's in complete ass feel bad. Boom Studios promotions um, and key hires, key promotions and, and new hires. I think that wonderful um, names I saw were Grecia Martinez, uh, Anthony Morrow. Adrian Lopez and Austin Fraley. Congratulations, y'all. Uh, Boom is a company that I talk about often because I truly do um, enjoy them. I think that they are one of those publishers that I, I mean, God, once in future, grim. Um, something is killing the children. Are you serious? Like those are phenomenal titles to me. So I'm all in for them. So yeah, if this is, you know, whatever helps the company to go forward and um, keep putting out just incredible content and comics and everything that they're going for. I'm here for it. And it's people getting jobs, which I think is a great thing. And um, I'm always here for it, you know? So let's talk Kickstarters real quick. I haven't really been in them Kickstarter streets because I gave so much money to Kickstarters. I was like, I got to calm down. Y'all, y'all are putting in this crazy work. I love it. I love to see it. I got to calm down. I can't get everybody's stuff. I want to, but I can't. I honestly can't. So, but I can definitely throw behind this company. 133 Art is going to have a season pass. This is a really cool idea. And I want to have Jason Reeves on about this. So basically a season pass. So similar to how, you know, you would get a season pass for a game. Say it's a Destiny. Obviously I said Destiny because that's my game. Um, World War Z. Um, like any, like a Call of Duty. Like any of those titles. You, you, you get a season pass. Well, this is a season pass for their comics for the year of 2023, I believe. 
I think this is amazing. This is so awesome. The the Kickstarter has not dropped yet, but you can go as always, folks. I got a link in the comment in in the episode description. Hit that link for um for information. You can actually be notified. You'll get an email the morning of. I want to say yeah, that morning or whatever time it it drops. Get the link. Hit that link. You go in there, pledge. I think it's awesome. I love that idea. Jason Moose. Yeah, man. Always this 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 is one of the cats who is at forefront for a lot of stuff and one of the most hardworking cats out there. And I love the product. I love one three three art as well. Dope stuff. I mean, like I said, Stronghold was my comic of what what was it, 2021? Yeah, that was my comic of 2021. It was the best thing I had read read, and it was constantly in my head. If a comic stays in my head all year, that's something. Because I read a plethora of comics all over the place, different companies, different genres, different writing teams all over the place. And that was a comic that I was like, damn, it still is in my head because I'm still thinking like, damn, you know what? Yeah, this was great. This was cool. Boom, boom. Yeah. So I love that for him. I love that for everyone who's going to be able to grab a hold of some of the great comics that are going to be out there um, from 133R because they've always got cool stuff brewing. All right. So let's go into comic book review, shall we? That's usually what you that, that's usually a rim job that you get for a joke. I didn't tell a joke though, so I don't I don't know. It kind of actually the rim job and me actually is the joke. Is well nope. I'm gonna probably ed- edit that out or probably not. All right, so one of the first comic the first comic that we have is Black Cloak. This is wow, this is really so far my comic of the year and it's only january but i realized yeah that this was awesome okay this is out of image this is uh writer is kelly thompson art and colors are meredith mclaren letterer is becca carey editor charles beckham beecham beecham i want to say beecham and designer was ryan hugh ryan hugh excuse me or ryan might be ryan i want to say ryan because r-i-a-n so the way this is built is kind of like um blade runner-esque like a detective story in a fantasy setting in a sci-fi fantasy setting we're in a world it's like the last city on earth but it's inhabited by fey pretty much in fairy folk like centaurs mermaids um like anything like that and there's um, a royal family there's a hierarchy but a black cloak black cloaks are basically are kind of like blade runners black cloaks are those who are the detectives they figure out um the crimes everything they're like the officers the police of this world and there's a murder and the murder involves a mermaid and a member of the royal family we find out the writing is incredible there's a nice little there's some dark humor in there but it moves along as a police procedural in this world which i love because i'm a huge fan of that genre i mean law and order svu Jeez, seriously? Yeah, of course. But then the art, Meredith McLaren's art, it it looks like something you would see in an indie video game, like a Hollow Knight. And yes, folks, I do I do a bit of gaming. Yes. Go check me out on Twitch, please. And you have that that art. Um feels very soft with the colors and it fits this fairy world. But then you throw in the fact that this is a murder mystery and a detect and a kind of a new art detective story. 
And it kind of throws off because you don't get that type of art in here. And I love that dynamic. It reminds me of 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 uh, um, a Michelin Hess's art, which looks like it should be in a children's book. And it was. But it also did one of the best horror comics ever about werewolves and racial injustice and BS misogyny and sexism and sexual harassment. It's, yeah, awesome. So this is a definite get, I would say. Yeah, they just, they meld together. I love when a story, the writing, blends so effortlessly with the art when there's like this relationship between the two. I've read comics that were really good, but the art and the story felt like they were kind of like battling each other for placement to see which one was like coming in first, or they just didn't seem like they were gelling together. Excuse me. Where this one feels right. It feels beautiful. And I wouldn't have thought of that art for this story. And that's what pulled me in even more. Mm, perdóname. Uh, perdóname. To say it a little bit clearer for people. It's just beautiful. Yeah, so this is definitely a get for me. Awesome. Another one is uh, The Ones. <laughs> Excuse me. This is out of Dark Horse Comics. Uh, this is uh, creator. Uh, creators are Brian Michael Bendis. Obviously, everybody knows him. Jacob Edward. Everybody knows him as well. Uh, colors by KD. Excuse me. KJ Diaz. And letter is Joshua Reed. And like I said, this is out of Dark Horse. We always have a story of the one, the one, the one, the one that's going to save. I mean, we have we've got Buffy the Vampire Slayer and uh, the Matrix are two of the biggest stories about the one. Hell, Neo. Hold on, they call the one. Well, I mean, in the world, wouldn't there be more than just one, the one? This comic kind of explores that. What if all the people who were the one, the chosen one, had to get together? There were all, you, there's never one prophecy at one time. There are multiple prophecies going on at, at one time, right? And sometimes they can cancel out each other. Sometimes they cross over, what have you. But what if all the ones from all these prophecies... Excuse me, folks. All these prophecies have to band together for one huge prophecy that involves all the ones to stop the one who's going to be the evil one. That's what this story uh, goes for. And it's all across the board. Um, one person in there actually doesn't even know why they were chosen, but that might be be why they were chosen for this because they're the one to actually stop this particular one or be the head of this group for that one, for that big, bad evil. And they each have different mindsets about being the one. One person, it causes them social anxiety because when they go out, they get recognized. Another one um, has a best friend that goes out with her uh, to, for these demon fights. And they're constantly arguing about whether there are demons or aren't demons or what they're fighting, what they're not fighting. I loved it because it had this really, again, this humor to it of take Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I remember when Buffy at the end of the television series, uh, they opened up all of the Slayers, all of the ones that were potentials, and they opened up all their powers. That's kind of what this is, think of it in, in a way, where you have all these different chosen ones banding together and they're all like and it's to stop a child 
And they decide to stop and they go, well, you know what? I mean, we've, we've got like, what, 16 years or so before anything will probably really happen and kick in. And the person who bans, who who is going, who's bringing them all together, a man named Wilson, who looks a lot like uh, Luke Wilson. So if there's ever a series with this, he has to be the person because I heard his voice as I was reading his lines. And they're like, oh, well, you know what? So we have time. Yeah. Yeah, like 16 years. Then they show six years later and the world is completely messed up. They're fighting all these monsters and they're like, oh, I guess we um, we kind of blew that one, huh? So I love it. You, you know, I love uh, humor in my comics like this because that's awesome. And it makes me feel good. So, yeah, this is definitely a get Dark Horse Comics. The ones go get it. So my Friday, uh, my flashback Friday pick is. An image comic called Wayward. Love this comic. This is out of image, like I just said. Uh, this is writer is Jim Zub. We've got artist is Steve Cummings. Uh, colors by John Rausch and Jim Zub. And letter is Marshall Dillon. Marshall Dillon is actually kind of a funny name to me because my mother's a huge Westerns fan. And there's a Western, I think it's like the longest running Western, called Gunsmoke. And there's a character on there who is a marshal and their last name is Dylan. So Marshall Dylan. I don't know if that's what, I don't know if that's how the name came about with Marshall's parents, but kind of cool. And I appreciate it. Seriously. So where is the story of this young girl who's half Irish, half Japanese. And um, she, le she ends up going to Japan to live with her mother. And she finds out that she has this power to kind of find paths to things. These red arrows will show up. And it could be anywhere. Like if she's thinking of a door, it'll show her the path to this door and how she has to like maybe run up a wall or something like that. Have you? And she ends up finding out that her powers are linked to something really big that's happening in Japan, this supernatural threat. And people are and certain kids in her school or certain kids around her have powers too and they're fine and they're gravitating toward each other to fight this and it involves her mother and i believe her father at some point as well yeah i loved it colors are beautiful and bright um they mix in a lot of like japanese um uh, folklore and culture in it and it's a beautiful horror side like i would love to see this as a series on i'm not going to say netflix because they cancel everything after a damn season or two just saying uh i would say amazon prime or amc amc is becoming my what amazon and amc are becoming my go-to's for stuff um yeah the more universe is awesome so yeah i definitely this is a comic that go back i think it was 20 oh maybe maybe 24 30 up ep, 30 episodes Jeez. 24 or 30 issues i want to say but it's definitely worth it it's you get pulled in so much and you'll see little nods to things as well even gaming there's kind of like a little there's almost like a little nod to mario you see where something from the mario brothers games come from i want to say even like felicia from Darkstalkers. there's a character that the minute i saw her, i was like damn felicia they automatically reminded me of felicia from Darkstalkers. so yeah so check that out. That is my uh, Flashback Friday pick. But folks, let's take a minute and let's think about where we're at. 
not just physically, but mentally. This is your wellness check Friday seminar or sermon. I'm not going to get up on a pulpit, though. And there is no building fund. And I'm not going to ask for collections. Although, if you would like to donate, that's always open. Just hit my PayPal. I hope today that you are in a better place mentally and emotionally than you were yesterday. Or if you're not, I hope you are working to get to that better place. It's hard. It's a new year. It's a lot of stuff going around. It's that time of year where sometimes, you know, feelings, your emotions, depression hurts. It's a lot going on. We're losing people left and right, unfortunately, and it can get to you. I'm, yeah, I know. I've been going through stuff too. It's hard. It's hard. It's physically and mentally draining. It is. But I want you to know that there are people here for you. There are people who study for years and years and years so they can help you. If you don't feel comfortable going to your friends and family and loved ones, then go to someone professional, please, who will help you. Because their point, their whole thing is they want to help you be the best you that you can be. And I want that as well. Did you drink water today? Did you eat? Did you get some fresh air? Did you take your meds? And I'm not trying to please you, but I want you to take your medicine, whether it's for a physical or a mental ailment. I want you to be the best you that you can be, okay? That's important because you matter, all right? I know at times it doesn't seem like the world cares, but there are people who do care. There are people who do genuinely care. People who you don't even know care, and they want you to be the best you. They want you to prosper. They want you to feel good. They want you to take in a deep breath and feel the world and exhale and just be. And that's what they want for you. Okay. I want the same because you matter and you're important. I promise you that. All right. So after you're doing done with doing all that, folks, I want you to worry about where your plate is at. Where's my plate? Yes, another segment of Where's My Plate. I'm always going to talk about some place to eat. This week, I don't normally talk about chain restaurants or anything like that because I believe more in, you know, going to this hole in the wall, going to this place, going to that place, figure something out that doesn't have a chain. That, that's not a chain restaurant, but I got to talk about Bonchon. Look, I don't know what's in this chicken or what is going on, but people are wilding for this chicken. I miss Bonchon. Bonchon is a Korean uh, a, a restaurant that their biggest thing is fried chicken. Korean fried chicken is ridiculous. Korean fried chicken will make you want to go out in the street and just start street fighting people. Like you will think you are Ryu, Ryu. Ryu is always sounds better. And you will be out here trying to uppercut and hadoken people. And you might even try to do a hurricane kick and put your toes in somebody's mouth. Although, you know, some people enjoy toes in the mouth. I'm not good. You know what? My bad. I It ain't even October. I'm not trying to talk about kink right now. I'm not even. Uh, but so, I mean, sometimes, you know, so, you know, some, some people get down, you know, some cute feet. I, all right. Look, I'm not trying to. Why are y'all badgering me? I, I don't want to talk about it no more. Anyway, the Abancha has this incredible food. Uh, I go to the one on I, I go to one in New York. It's on 38th, maybe. I think it's on. West 38th, I want to say. I absolutely love it. I always go, my favorite thing there is the is chicken fried rice. I'm a huge chicken fried rice fan because 
That's what I have since I was a kid. So it feels it's comfort food for me. It feels good. And I love it. There's some tomatoes in there. They've got the egg seasoned just uh, beautiful Hit it with a little soy sauce. But the but the fried chicken is everything is what people really go there for. That's what they're really known for. And that's what people will say. Yeah, that's it. That's why I go there. I go there for that. I've had the fried chicken. I enjoy it. But I love chicken fried rice. That's my thing. I've gotten a couple of other things there, too. And it's always on point. So if you have the opportunity to hit Bonchon. Roll up in there. T- say to them, hey, the hungry bleak sent me. Antonio said, I need to get this chicken. I need to get this fried rice. Sit at the bar. There's a little bar there. Um, you can sit at. I'm talking about the one that's on West 30th anyway. The bar that you can even go upstairs. There's a area up there. I like sitting at the bar. I'm a simple person. I go sit at the bar. I might get a drink. I might not. Either way, I'm at the bar. I'm comfortable. I'm sitting on myself. My stool. I usually have a comic in front of me reading while I'm eating. But, if the, but sometimes the food is so good, I can't even concentrate on the comic because the food is ridiculous and i love that so now i'm thinking about bonchon and now i want to go up to new york um which may be happening soon i may be venturing up to new york soon um yeah my mother's feeling um much better (sighs) she's recovering wonderfully she's getting stronger um yes i might be able to do that soon just maybe take a little bit of a day a few hours and go to new york and see friends and family which would be wonderful and give her some agency give her some space you know um and i would definitely bring her home some banchan because oof, banchan is yeah ban- banchan is what's up and i absolutely love it thinking about my uh my mother and um black women in general how amazing black women are y'all know i love you black women I, thank you i see you i love you and thank you i always always will uh rep for black women but there's and black women will always rep for you but unfortunately we lost one of the greatest champions and one of the fiercest individuals in the black geek spheres Black geek culture, Maya Crown Williams, past. Everyone has a story, I feel, <laughs> about Maya, because when she was in the room, you knew she was in the room because she was a force. She had an aura. Like you could, like, it was like walking in and you know how in Dragon Ball Z you could feel somebody's power, you could feel it. Or or in Bleach, when you could feel someone's soul pressure, you could feel Maya's soul pressure. She was an advocate, a businesswoman, a community leader, an event coordinator. She was everything. to everyone if you were in the black geek uh nerd uh uh, culture and you never heard of maya crown williams you were not in the black geek nerd culture you weren't there because if you didn't hear her name see her name see a picture of her somewhere you weren't really there the, I, there was a post she made once. I can't I can't quote it exactly, but there was a post that goes like, 
even if you don't like me, you're going to know where I'm at. Because she was everywhere. You're going to know where I'm at. And even her marketing, like she was everywhere. And everyone, like I said, everyone has a story. You, you, Everyone could tell a story and we'd be here for a thousand years. Whether you talked, whether you yelled, whether you laughed, whether you cried, it was always a roller coaster with Crown. And there's such a huge hole left in our universe without Crown. And no matter what you thought about her, she was for us and she was about us. She showed love and demonstrated love regardless because that's what she did. She loved black folks like like nobody's business. And when you stepped into Detroit, when you stepped to the D, shoot, that was her. That was her turf. That was her playground that you were in. I remember going to the um, Black Comic Book Festival in Harlem one year, and I was just, I, I, I was there to go and then leave. Y'all know me, my social battery died quick. And actually, I, I remember going a couple of times and, and, and Maya was there. <laughs> Maya was there because, again, that was Maya. She was there. And uh, once I, I, I was walking around, I was like, yeah, yeah. And I said, oh, I see Maya. I, I need to go pay my respects. Because you go and you pay your respects to the queen. You pay your respects to royalty. You pay your respects. And it did. And I said, Maya, I just want to come over and say hello. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. Hope you're feeling okay. Hope you're feeling all right. <laughs> and she was just there. Right? She was, you know, she was so awesome. And um, yeah. It's sad when a soul leaves this plane, but she's in the ancestral. She's in the ancestral plane right now. Somebody said, "Oh, she's resting peacefully." I said, "Crown ain't resting peacefully. She is in the ancestral plane, putting on events. She talking to she talking to uh, Chadwick right now about him um, moderating a panel for her. She up there talking to Baldwin." Maya William, I mean, and Angela, excuse me, Maya Angela. There's a conversation going on between Maya and Maya. <laughs> Crown, there'll never be another like you. You were a force of nature and the pantheon, the ancestral plane needed you now. Don't cause too much trouble over there, okay? Leave some for the rest of us. 
And I know you got all your hats over there too. Your hat game was on point no matter what. I'm very basic in how I dress. I looked at Maya's attire and I was always like, wow. This, yeah. Never be another. I mean, everyone is, is, an, is an individual, but there'll never be another. I'm just glad that we got to live in a time where we got to see you do you. But we'll see you again in the ancestral plane. All right. And that's my bleak perspective. Kind of, sort of, maybe. I don't know. But I'm going to raise my cup to salute a black woman in a cup of a company created by a black woman. And that's the show, folks. Okay. Look. Show the love and support that you can for those who are here. Whether you're going to profit on it or not, show that person that love and that support that you want to be shown and that you want to be given. All right? Reciprocity. It's another word I learned from black women. Reciprocate that energy, y'all. Okay? Feels good. And it makes you more a part of a community. It's important that we support each other. Whether you profit on it or not. Because that's what's up. All right. Y'all have a good day, evening, what have you. I will see you next week with another episode of the Hungry Bleak Podcast. Do the best you can with what you got, folks. Because in the end, that's all that you get. And I'm going to give you all a little shoulder shake before I go. All right. Peace.